Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Player Profiler and our podcast network is super resource intensive, and we rely on premium subscriptions to the website playerprofiler.com to keep the engine running. Go there, sign up for our player rankings, Dynasty Deluxe, DFS package, or go all in. Those that subscribe are everything to us. Hello, Billy. Dominator's back, buddy. The Dominator. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. It's like I'm off. I'm on. I'm off. I'm on. And then today I was late for the show. <laughs> A lot going on at Player Profiler. A lot going on. Lots so going on. It's hard to keep up. It really is hard to keep up. I actually posted an article. There's an article on the site called The Captain's Chair. Our our Fearless editor Seth Diewold convinced me to do a, you know, a musings from the CEO type article, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't tell you how much I despise those kinds of articles." <laughs> look at me! Look what a great job we're doing! Look at you know, and I was like, "Oh god, no way! It's not me, Seth." He's like, "I promise you, it'll be good to reflect," and people will get a lot out of it. I was like, "Fine." And then I did. I reflected and I was like, man, this is it's pretty amazing. The team we have now, it's pretty it's pretty amazing. So I talked all about the how the team came together and how I was on a quest for many years to try to find the right pieces and not just rushing out and hiring, letting letting the the organization come to me, essentially, and now come to us. And now we're here and it's a pretty, pretty amazing, amazing thing. And you start to see the results, right? Like data analysis, brand new data analysis tool that you were super integral in building, by the way. Team effort here. But yeah, had a, had, had a lot of fun testing and, and getting with the dev team and and creating a bunch of, of, of notes and making sure that we are you know, ready to rock and roll. And so I, I'm really liking the tool, you know, working out a couple bugs as we continue to, to, you know, improve it and make sure that it is seamless and, and we're, we're getting there even more and more every day. And, but the tool is just amazing to be able to, to do the research that we'd like to do as analysts and to be able to uh, really hone in and the speed in which it is and just the overall user experience. It's a beautiful tool. Um, I'm really happy with it. 
Yeah. I mean, before there was a, a there was a 10 field limit and you couldn't save your report and you could it was it, it basically there's so many things you can do now. You can search for fields with a keyword search. So you can just find the fields you want. Boom, boom, boom. Pull them up. Save your reports. There's a whole bunch of pre-populated popular reports that we created. And just the whole interface has been changed to be much easier. And now you can filter, say, oh, show me only players that played in this number of games or played this number of snaps or this number of snaps per game. So just the controls, pick your player pool. It's so much more powerful now, uh, so much more control, so much easier. Like you said, an elegant user experience. And uh, for the, the new the new dev teams who have new 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 people here, that was like the biggest project you could possibly give anybody. Hey, re- renovate the data analysis tool. But what it was was throwing someone in the deep end of the pool and saying, hey, Taylor, go you got to learn everything about the database if you want to do this. And now we're going to be doing all these new changes and optimizations. And a lot of it's like, hey, learning through the process of renovating the data analysis is like the proving ground for a web developer to then go make a bunch of other uh, improvements. And here you're seeing a, a running back efficiency report. That I custom and- built. Yeah, you just you just threw it together, and now you can sort any field. You can pick the 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 the, the particular data element that you want to rank. It just yeah. I mean, you can add a column can, on the fly. You can see that plus sign on the right. That's how you add a column on the fly. You can delete columns on the fly. You can move them like this. You can move them. Yeah, you can move them. See? I didn't know that. You remember, I said it'd be cool if we could do that, and I just put it in there and put V two, and then. Taylor put done like the next day. I was like, oh, oh my awesome. God. <laughs> okay. So, they, okay. Now, yeah. So, woo, right. And this is the thing I like most. Like, because when the report defaults, right, it shows you everybody. And so, like, no one cares about Trey Sermon, right? He got one carry. Like, let's go ahead and let's go to 25 snaps a cam, right? We can slide that bad boy all the way up and say, okay, people who are actually getting meaningful snaps. Okay, so Brees Hall here, you know, led the the league in breakaway run rate at 11.25. And you can go, you know, true yards per carry. Who was the leader here? Rashad Penny. Oh, that's why I love Rashad Penny, man. Behind this Eagles line now, it's going to be dangerous. So Rashad Penny, 5.38 true yards per carry. You you know, who who led it in juke rate, right? Rushing juke rate. Brace Hall. Look at that. Two out of three, Brace Hall in this category already. And so we're about to add the injury ratings and the fragility ratings, the the injury predictions, and and the likelihood of a player getting injured at any given touch. And uh, spoiler alert, uh, Rashad Penny's number one in that. (laughs) <laughs> that's the only caveat right like that's i mean talk about the ultimate balance of the force right there, oh, there yeah. are no free lunches you cannot have all this efficiency without some cost on the other side of the ledger and the cost with penny is the unavailability oh look at this Ramondre stevenson Second in rushing juke rate. This is why I have him inside my top 10. I love, I love, what do you think of Vermonter Stevenson this year? I love him. Uh, Salvador uh, Tozo (laughs) (laughs) believes that I dye my hair. So if I get close enough, you guys can see my grays. They're in there. You see it right there? Let's, let's, let's let's get closer. Look at that. 
There's some grays in there. You see the grays? Yeah, I do. You, see I don't think you can do that if you dye your hair. I know there's like a a, a touch of gray. What do they What do they call that? We, we, uh, salt and pepper. I don't know. I think I think there are. My uh, wife gets balayage. You get balayage with gray, I guess. I don't know, <laughs> but I don't I don't dye my hair. The fact that they think I do is that's a compliment, right? Yeah, I mean, they think you look young. Look at that. That's got to be. I mean, they, they do. And here's the they want to hear something else. He's coming on strong. The folks from Epson were here this week to interview me, and they had a whole camera crew and whatnot. So it was very thank you, Epson. It was very fun. Um, and they they were showing me in my studio how I can adjust my lighting. And they said, well, the lighting you have is designed to make you look as young as possible. But if you want to look at, as true to life as possible, you turn this light down. Like if I turn this light down and this light up, that's the truest lighting you're going to get. But you won't look as young. He said, but if you put the light right on you, it'll flatten you out a little bit. and It'll flatten out your wrinkles and you'll look a little younger. And sure enough. That's the ma- that's movie making magic. These are guys that do movies. I was like, because they talked to me about some movies they were shooting. I was like, you guys do move. That's movie making. And then and then so I was like, let me get this straight, guys. So and they were like, we love how you do the can light. It's against the wall, and you're bouncing the light against the wall. You're doing a great job with your lighting. I said thank you. And and I said, can I just get something straight for the record here? Is it true that I? by accident design lighting perfectly to to make myself look as young as possible and they said you actually did that's awesome and it was just by accident so that's salvatore that's it that's the reason i've lucked into my hair genetics and i lucked into the lighting and if you don't like it you can eat it i'm just a hairy motherfucker look at this this yeah. is like this is trimmed yeah so, uh, I mean, you look good too, man. I mean, we we look great. We we. <laughs> and we're we're ready for the draft, right? We're ready for the draft. Everyone's like, aren't these aren't these guys supposed to be talking football? It is Friday, like it's Friday <laughs> afternoon. So, back off. Yeah. Like, Friday, we're, if you're logging we've busy, in, we, we've been busy dyeing our hair and playing with lighting. Come on, Apple. yeah, six o'clock <laughs> on a Friday, and you think we're gonna be? This is gonna be the most serious, you know, most uh, analysis-heavy podcast you've heard all all week. I don't think so. I don't think so, <laughs> bud. But we are going to be at the draft. There's going to be some heavy analysis about the NFL draft. I was just talking to Cody. We're at the point now where we're planning the menus and we're planning the food and who's going to the grocery store and what we're going to buy, how many eggs we need for the group, how much bacon we're buying. Are we getting a pork shoulder? Are we getting a brisket? It's these kinds of things where we're figuring out how many hot dogs we need, how many hamburgers it's, it's going to be, it's going to be on. You want me to cook? I mean, I, I love cooking. I went to culinary school so I can cook. I can cook. I cook for us when we're there. You went to culinary school? That's the first thing I did at high school. Yeah, I went straight to culinary school. <laughs> Shut the fuck. Yes. Well, can you pl- email Cody before Wednesday? Yeah, I'll be tell him light. your preference. One of the nights, I think, because I know what's going to happen. We're going to be fried. We're going to be fried. In Vegas, we went to Stadium Swim on Saturday, 
and we were just tired. We were just sitting, just don't, you know, bye bye. Right. So I don't, we're not going to go anywhere. I can promise you we're going to want to stay at the house, cook and hang out and have a on Sunday afternoon. Draft is a wrap. We're going to be live for every single pick. We will be live at the house with a whole uh, studio setup. I'm going to be updating projections as the picks come in. Yeah. Have a, we're going to have a special news desk for Jack Cavanaugh and we're going to have correspondence like Anand and Dury and others at the actual draft, Jason Allwine, a whole bunch of people will be at the, at the draft. Theo is going to go to the draft. So we have a b- bunch of media credentials to do some interviews at the draft. So we're going to be, we're going to be at the draft. We're going to have a news desk. We're going to have a, a, a whole sort of a proper uh, setup at the big, at the draft house. We're going to take it seriously. We're going to be live for many, many, many hours on YouTube. So check that out. We're also going to be doing a, a recap show on Friday to recap the first round, a recap show on Saturday to recap round two and three. There's just, it's going to, there's going to be a lot. I'm also going to be on ESPN radio for an hour with Anand, uh, ESPN, Kansas city, uh, Friday morning. I'm going to be jumping on with Alan on the Rotowire show. Uh, they're, they're going to, they're going to grind me up in a little bitty pieces. And this is a guy I'm in my forties. I'm a man. I'm in my forties. Right. And you know who that is? No, you, you don't know who in the chat. Let us know if you know who this is. I'm a man. I'm 40. Let us let, let Billy know in the chat who that is. I'm not going to tell him the chat will tell him the chat will tell him it's, it's a good one. It's a, it's football relevant. And so they're going to grind me up in a little bits and pieces. I can tell you that I'm going to fly home on Sunday and it's just going to be, I'm a broken man, <laughs> but this is what they do. They, they wheel me out, you know, and, and they just say more yeah. pod father, more, is that more the right there in the chat. Gundy. That's right. Oklahoma state head coach. And uh, it, it was a, it was, it was a beautiful, beautiful uh, rant that he had. I don't know. I don't remember what it was about. All I remember him saying was that he's a man, <laughs> and that the the, the 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 definition of a man was being forty years old. And I am forty, and I don't dye my hair. You know. Uh, so yes, my my mother's father had a full head of hair that was uh, brown. As far as I could tell, for uh, I think into his seventies, it's probably the lighting. It was the lighting. <laughs> yeah, and he eventually, by the once he got to his seventies, it went. He finally went gray. You know, so by you know by the time he died, he was gray. But uh, I hopefully will be gray when I die because I'm gonna be so fucking old. It's gonna be, it's gonna be impossible for any pigment to be left. Right, I plan to live a long time. Do you get gray in the beard if you grow your beard out? Yes, I get I get much more gray in my facial hair than I do in my hair. Again, it's great. It's perfect. I I I don't I don't have a beard, so I'm very lucky. I've been blessed my whole life, uh, from you know you name it. You know, we talk about I I told stories about how I was the the uh, an equipment manager at Northwestern. I was super lucky to get that job. And then when I showed up, they said, we, we need someone to work with quarterbacks. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll work with quarterbacks. And my buddy was working with like 
the defensive lineman. He's like, how is this possible? I've been here for two years. You show up and then first day you're working with quarterbacks and you're over there just throwing and joking around with those guys. What's it like to be you? And I was like, I don't know. I just, I'm sitting here. I wear, I wear t-shirts with rainbows <laughs> and, and, the, and the world comes to me. I don't know. Fuck it. Rainbows, butterfly, and hair dye is all you need. It's it's just, you know, <laughs> you can hate it, but, I mean, just enjoy it. Enjoy the, the serendipity that is the podfather. <laughs> right? What about What about fantasy football, Billy? Is there anything fantasy football that we should talk about today? Yeah, we, we do have a short podcast today, and so I think we're going to – let's just let's, – let's talk about – Let's talk about some of the coaching changes, actually. So we we had contract year players on here, but I, I think we'll come back to this at another point. I want to talk about some of these coaching changes because these are are really relevant, in my opinion. So we let's start with Arizona. Irrelevant or relevant? Relevant. Very Not relevant. irrelevant. Not irrelevant. I mean, some of these coaches are irrelevant, but I think it's <laughs> it's going to. They're very relevant from a fantasy perspective and just from an NFL perspective, right? So when we take a look, I want to start with Arizona. I can't help but think that this could potentially be like a cast of scapegoats. And what I mean by that, they're they're one of a few teams that have three new coaches, head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, right? And so let's let's start with Jonathan Gannon, right? Defensive-minded coach, came in from Philadelphia. Now on new team, looks like Cardinals are potentially rebuilding. He's defensive-minded. Are they going to be focusing on the defensive side of the ball? We have Kyler Murray coming off ACL injury. There's a lot of question marks inside of this this offense. And so my question is, does Arizona Cardinals, with a new head coach who comes from a defensive background, are they going to shift the focus to the defensive side of the ball in the draft, potentially? There's a lot of holes in general on this team left and right. But do you think that his rebuild will want to be on the defense side of the ball, or do you think they're going to try to you know rebuild this offense? You're talking about Drew Petzing? Well, that's the that's the offensive coordinator. I'm talking about head coach here, Jonathan Gannon. We can talk about both of them. So Petzing came in from Cleveland. He was a quarterback coach, right? So keep in mind, if you look at this 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 group, one it's the first time that Gannon's been a head coach. It's the first time that Drew Petzing's been an offensive coordinator. And it's the first time that their defensive coordinator, Nick Rallis, how do you say his name, is the first time he's been a defensive coordinator. But don't they also have like a passing game coordinator? I don't know about all the sub coaches. I'm I'm more focused on like these. Like three. Drew Terrell is a pass game coordinator. What is that? It's uh, is that helps. a new role? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know the nuances of the like. Who the are all? I've never heard of any of these guys. Yeah, Petsing came from Cleveland. He was the quarterback coach, which is uh, it's it's again questionable hire in my opinion right and then you have nick rallis who comes from philadelphia who so he came with gannon who was the assistant defensive coach so he came over he had his assistant with him in philly he brought him over as his defensive coordinator so i see the bridge there but this makes me think that they're going to be a pretty defensive team or be focused on rebuilding this defense and so it might be pretty relevant from a fantasy perspective knowing that they're going to be that focused on defense and how it's going to affect this offense and from a fantasy perspective I don't know how you justify this Marquise Brown ADP. I talked about this earlier in the week. I don't 
even get it. I didn't know you were going to talk about this. Like, I didn't know the first thing you were going to lead off with because we had we were talking going to talk about contract year. And you're yes. going right to Arizona, and I'm like, well, you. this is my sweet spot. I mean, <laughs> this is my number one stay away player. Is Marquise Brown? I I can't envision a world where I would touch this guy at his ADP. I can't I can't imagine. How could you? Yeah, doesn't have. His they were four and thirteen last year, and now they're going to start the year with Jeff Driscoll at quarterback. Yeah, it's looking pretty ugly. And DeAndre Hopkins is not yet traded. We're assuming DeAndre Hopkins gets traded. What if he doesn't get traded? He's probably going to get traded. Hasn't I, been traded yet. I I, I I guarantee he gets traded. I pretty much can guarantee he's going to get traded. But even if he gets, who cares? Like Rondale Moore is a much better value, and Greg Dortch is an even better value than Rondale Moore. It's like it's one of these teams where. When you look at the wide receiver core, when you go down the board, the guys become better and better values. That's like a dead giveaway that this is going to be one of the worst offenses you've ever seen. And then it's like, you're, so you get to a point where you're like, I guess the only guy I really want is Dorch. That's really what ends up happening because you could almost talk yourself out of Rondell Moore. I love Rondell Moore. Well, I think he's Rondale. great in this offense. There's going to be garbage time. They're going to be throwing. But it's the offense is going to be so bad that even the Rondale Moore spike weeks, you have to squint to see. But Marquise Brown is an ADP of like 72, which I don't – I just think that the, it, there's some anchoring from his ADP from last year. The thing is he didn't necessarily uh, underwhelm totally. Still had 13 fantasy points a game. Still had over 1,000 air yards. Right, he only played in twelve games, and in those twelve games, he still had over like hundred plus targets, I believe. But it, it's just a, it's if you, Marquise Brown in the fourth round in twenty twenty two, much better value than Marquise Brown in the sixth and seventh round this year. Yeah, I I don't like the ADP either. I'd much rather wait and just get Rondell Moore, just because. Marquise Brown has made a money just going deep, right? And, and catching the deep ball and, and getting open. But I think Rondell Moore is going to have the ability to catch the ball. Like last year, like there was games where like Dario and I were talking yesterday on man and machine where we teamed up against average draft position. We talked about Rondell Moore and, and, you know, had negative ADOTs at, at, in games because they were getting the ball behind the line of scrimmage and he's, he's getting out and just getting an open space and, and doing his thing. And I think this offense is going to be, relying on somebody like that in 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 the immediate future until they get Kyler Murray back so I'm much more in on Rondell Moore at ADP and cost than I am Marquise Brown I love it yeah that makes sense if you are the offensive coordinator and you're just trying to make things happen then you're going to be just drawing up plays for you're going to drop more plays for Rondell Moore than you will for Marquise Brown I can absolutely see that because you want to keep it close to the line of scrimmage you just want to try to preserve and sustain the drives speaking of adp let's take a quick minute for a word from our sponsor Let's take a moment to talk about Underdog Fantasy. Now, many of you have already signed up. Thousands have signed up from Player Profile already over the years. Underdog has supported us since 2020. Much of what you see on Player Profiler is because of Underdog, because of their support. Get the Underdog app, plug in that promo code UNDERWORLD, and they're making the NBA fun. They're NBA pick'ems. 
It's changed my Wednesday night. It's changed my Sunday afternoon. I used to play underdog just for the best ball drafts. I mean, the best ball drafts are amazing. These draft rooms fill so quickly and you can win life-changing money. You want to take advantage of all the sleepers we talk about on this show? Well, what better place than in an underdog draft room to do that? And I recommend taking your underdog play to the next level by diving into their NFL pickums. It's important to correlate those NFL pickums. You can pick both the quarterbacks and the wide receivers to exceed expectations. Correlate them and you can 5x your payout. Bada bing, bada boom. Underdog Fantasy, the promo code is Underworld. For an instant deposit match up to $100, Underdog is the truest friend of the Underworld. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Do you know that Marquise Brown's highest scoring metric on playerprofiler.com for 2022? Do you know what it was? Drops? No. <laughs> Snap share. Okay. Snaps. He was just running routes, man. <laughs> car getting his cardio. He's just in. out there running routes. It, not efficiently. He wasn't dropping. He was just his 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 average target depth was you know average, right? And <laughs> his yards per route run was average. We're talking about league average, like in the fifties. So it, it there's just no way. There's nothing you can hold on to with him to say, yeah, this is why I think he can exceed his ADP. Just small frame, too. Um, since we're pressing time, let's talk about Todd Munkin here in Baltimore, too. So Munkin comes in from Georgia, right? They go back-to-back championships. He's known for a strong run game, which he uses to set up all the explosive plays. I think if – they're smart, Monk and smart, and I think he is. I think they'll utilize the strength of this team, which has been the run game in the past, right? So we have a, a healthy running back core because they, they're just devastated by injuries last year. Um, we're assuming Lamar Jackson's going to come back. I still haven't projected to come back. So you have this elite run game now between your quarterback and your running backs, which is going to set up great for play action. What do you think this new Todd Munkin offense looks like in Baltimore? Well, the, I think the most important thing is it's not the Greg Roman offense, right? <laughs> That's very true. Yes. It's not the Munkin offense. It's the post-Roman offense, right? The, the Roman Empire has fallen. And now we're going to be seeing a little more pass attempts, a little more passing. and But that doesn't hurt J.K. Dobbins. That just means the offense is going to be a little more efficient. That means Dobbins is going to get a few more red zone carries. He's still going to have all the opportunity he needs to break away. Dobbins is interesting. Dobbins is very interesting. I, I I'm higher on him versus consensus. Um, I also like Gus Edwards versus consensus as well. He's pretty much been free in drafts, right? Is this kind of unforgotten running back here inside this 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 backfield? Um, they, they probably address the position a little bit in the draft, but you assume that it's still going to be these two running backs for the most part, and you can get them in like round nineteen and twenty in underdog right now. Yeah, I mean. Whatever Dobbins did last year doesn't matter. He's coming off a torn ACL, but it was a it was multiple ligament damage. 
but he had the ACL, the LCL damage. He was not going to be himself. Still, though, still career, 25 receptions. He did have 18 receptions in his rookie year. He could get to 30 receptions. And in that rookie year, where he only had 134 pass attempts, uh, rush attempts, Mm -hmm. nine touchdowns. That's all we need. We need an efficient offense. And with post-Roman, with Lamar Jackson in a contract. Isn't Lamar Jackson technically in a contract here? Yeah, they they franchise tagged him. Yeah. So they want to win this year. This is a win-now situation. And I love the fact that this is an AFC North team. I'm pounding the table for the AFC North. Just need the weather to cooperate. I yeah. just need the weather to not be catastrophic. I was talking to Rich Rebar about this. I understand that there's a bunch of these games in Cleveland every year that get washed out, get winded out, whatever it is. If we could just have some uh, fortunate end of the spectrum, on you know, we get some weather luck in the AFC North, just a little bit. We just need a little bit, just, just not so windy this year compared to previous years. Then we're talking about shootout after shootout after shootout with these teams like the Cleveland Browns that are poised to dial up the pass attempts. You know that Pittsburgh is going to be more efficient now with a bunch of guys in their second year. The Ravens offense, much healthier. All these guys dialed up. Dobbins in his third year. Lamar in a contract year. Mark Andrews in his prime. You have... Uh, prove it year, like basically, uh, Rashad Bateman's career is on the line, right? If he if he busts this year, he's an official bust. He knows it's. All, I mean, this is an exciting offense in in an exciting division where for the first time, we we could see this this division could be what we wanted the AFC West to be last year. Looking at the quarterbacks. And you look at how much better the offenses are in this division versus the defenses. I think that's a little bullish, but I like the spiciness. The only one I would say is Pittsburgh is going to be the one hindering the division overall. Why? Um, Their defense is one of the worst in the league. Yeah, I just don't have a I don't have a lot of faith in Pickett. I think that he made a lot of good improvements, but it's hard to put him up there with the AFC West. I think Lamar, great. He plays here fantastic. We have Burrow, great, awesome, right? So two of them are are there. The other think about the players we like. So many of the players we like in fantasy are in this division. I have concerns with Watson still too. Like he looked horrible last year. I know he missed a year, like a little over a year with the suspension or taking the time off with all the legal issues and and so there was the whole all that distraction, but. He did not look good last year on tape, and I think that he's going to be back with the team, getting things in in you know in order, and making sure they have the chemistry. A full off season, a full off season. Yeah, I, I yeah. Get it. But there's still some concerns in, for for me. Like, what if we never see Deshaun Watson that we knew Deshaun Watson to be? I don't right. Know. I mean, I admit, we ha- we have a much bigger sample of Deshaun Watson being good than Deshaun Watson being bad. Who was his receiver, though, the entire time? He hadn't played a game without DeAndre Hopkins until just recently. I I, I don't think that it's DeAndre Hopkins' base because he was super efficient when targeting Will Fuller as well. Yeah, Will Fuller's fucking fast as fuck. Amari Cooper, 
is an incredible value. I mean, when you talk, when I talk to Dario and I'm like, Hey Dario, who are some of your favorite players? He's like, I love Dobbins this year. I love Cooper. You know, he just goes down the list. It's like, I actually think that George Pickens is a value the upside at value. You go down and it's like, well, and I always, I'm always drafting targets. So I just buy by default. Like for example, why would you draft Marquise Brown when you can get Deontay Johnson? Oh yeah, it does make. I I, I mean, it, I mean so the fact that they're stuff. ever being drafted in the same round is is absurd. Okay? I 100 agree with that one. So this is ridiculous. So it, it, and then there's a bunch of guys. Uh, Theo thinks that Pat Fryermuth is going to take a step forward this year. You know, uh, I I was talking to someone a couple days ago about David and Joku. David and Joku could you know poise for a career. I mean, all these. I mean, it's like what's the theme? Right, the the idea that oh Jamar Chase could could finally surpass Justin Jefferson in fantasy production this year, it's unlikely, but it's possible. If you had to pick one receiver in the league that could surpass Justin Jefferson, who would it be? It'd be a Chase or, or Tyreek. It would be Chase, yeah. right? So you have all these. This this is the AFC North. You can tell that I, I I'm I'm dug in on this because I'm going up against you and Rich Rebar, like two of the top guys in the industry on this, both <laughs> of you pushing back on me. And you can tell I'm not ready to back down on this. I just think the level of quarterback play as a whole in the, in the division out it was, was better, even with Carr when he was in the division. Right. And so when you look at it and say, okay, Pickens can be as good as Carr, but that, we have to look at like what his ceiling output is. Right. And I don't, I don't think his ceiling output is anywhere. Like we know what Russell Wilson's ceiling output was when he was in Seattle. We know what Patrick Mahomes ceiling output is. We know what Herbert's output is, and we know what his ceiling is capable of. I mean, he could potentially throw the most passes in the NFL. Right. Again. And so I, I think that in general, I like those offenses more because of their systems and the quarterbacks at play where I like the Ravens and I like Lamar if he's there. I like Joe Burrow and I like Chase. It's the other two teams that I have some questions about where I have less questions about the AFC West. That's fair. <laughs> Although I love the Dobbins take. I think Dobbins is like, I love Dobbins this year. Like, we well, the Dobbins at- just in a vacuum. Dobbins is a quality receiver. He's and a he, phenomenal and, runner too. And he's awesome in space. He is the guy, one of the guys that you would want to get the ball to in space. Coming off that knee injury, he's still number three in the league in breakaway run rate. Yeah, he had a hitch in his gait, and he was still top of the league in in breakaway run rate. He's like running like – what's that potato sack where uh, barbecues where you run with three legs in it? Three-legged race. The three legs. You you merge the two. There's there's the sack race and there's a three-legged race. There's two different races. Let's do it all together. Let's throw them all in one And then then, then there's uh, cornhole and there's all these things. So (laughs) Next one, Frank Wright. Let's let's talk about Carolina here. Again, this is another team with three new – coaches right so we have frank wright new head coach here for for the panthers coming over from indianapolis we have thomas brown who came in as assistant coach from the rams and i don't even know how to say this other guy's name he come in for D- denver is it Iro vero is that how you pronounce it i don't know i don't know coaches okay so frank wright though is interesting because he has had success with quarterbacks right and we we have carolina going to be selecting you know what the best rookie quarterback in the league. What is your, 
is do you think they brought Frank Reich in to help develop this this new young quarterback in 2023? Yes. 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 Now, the, does the rest of this offense have enough to give this rookie quarterback, I guess, something to stand on? I mean, this it's kind of – I'd be calling this team the, like the misfits. No. It, <laughs> I, I, I don't think – I think this team is – is going to give you sex appeal, but it's a team that I'm that is in the wrong division. Right? I look at this division and I see a lot of low scoring games. I know that some of you are like, "Oh, well, Pittsburgh's going to slow the game down, and you know the weather and all these things." And it's like, "Nah, guys, no, 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 no. It's it's it doesn't matter what Pittsburgh wants to do. You think Pittsburgh's going to dictate the pace of any of their games this year?" Get out of here. They're going to have to be throwing. Right? That's what's going to save Pickett is just total volume. They're going to have to be playing from behind a lot, and that's what's going to save them. Now, even that couldn't save Carr. Playing from behind could even save Carr. So I, I would actually disagree that you know, Carr is even better than Pickett. We'll see. So but it, Carolina and, and Rich Rebar agrees with me on this one that – Almost to I mean, very rare exception, you're going to see rookie quarterbacks tank offenses. Yep. It's just what they do. And then to bring in dusty receivers like Adam Thielen and unproven receivers like Terrace Marshall and yep. uh, retreads like LaVisca Chenault, the whole thing just screams low volume, Run first, trust the defense, win 17-16. That's what Carolina wants to do. That's what Tampa's going to be forced to do. That's what Atlanta wants to do. I have no idea what New Orleans wants to do. New Orleans is the one team that actually is going to have a competent offense where they're going to have Derek Carr throwing. He should be better this year. He has to be, or he's not going to be. I don't. They, they paid him thinking he's has to be better than he was last year. Okay. We'll see. We love Olave, right? You can get Olave in the early third round still. That's not really possible. I don't think anymore on underdog, but it, it, it's the thing to do. And we just had a commenter talk about Juwan Johnson. Yeah. That, and you, you love these consolidated target shares where there just isn't a lot of other options available after Olave. Who's next? Well, Jawan Johnson. Jawan Johnson has athleticism. He's a converted wide receiver. These are these are what you look for. If you want to invest in a, in a move tight end that you think is going to have that one year in the sun, Jawan Johnson, just given the, the lack of target competition and the fact that this is going to be the one team in the division that's throwing at any at any given rate that you would that you would hope for, uh that would be the move. Like the fact that there's like two guys that I can get excited about Olave and Juwan Johnson. Cause they happen to be on the one team that we think is going to pass with any kind of volume. The rest of these teams, they feel so trappy, especially Atlanta because you know, Mike Evans is already hugely discounted, right? You could just draft Mike Evans because he's Mike Evans at this point. I mean, I've never drafted Mike Evans with any kind of enthusiasm and I've been right every week of the season for many seasons in a row, with the very one exception of the last week of last season. We blew up. 
I mean, I was so right about Mike Evans until I was so wrong, and he won people underdog championships. <laughs> but he has the same ADP as Marquise Brown, and that to me is insane that you could have a, a, a Hall of Famer in a similar situation to Marquise Brown at the same ADP. That doesn't make any sense. There's so much more upside with what Evans can do just on his own manufacturing production and with touchdowns in the red zone than Marquise Brown. So I I draft Mike Evans. I draft Godwin just because the value at their ADP is so good. Juwan Johnson's a sleeper. Really, Chris Olave is the one guy in this division that I'm excited to draft at, at an early pick. Because yeah, I, I don't know why Olave is going so late. Like he's going like sometimes a full round later than Wilson. And to me, like no, I actually have him. I actually have him projected ahead of Wilson. I don't and know how you. I, how could you? Like on underdog, actually, I, I stand corrected. You know, I just happen to be in these underdog drafts, and he's been going late second. But his ADP, if you look across all the, oh no, his FFPC ADP because it's tight end premium. Yeah. Okay, is early third. His underdog ADP, it's not tight end premium, is late second. So that that's the answer. Okay, it's still too late. It's still too late. But this is the difference between divisions. This is just one of the the easy hacks that not enough analysts talk about. Is look at your divisional exposure. I'm going to be overexposed to the AFC North and heavily underexposed to the NFC South because I just don't see the upside. I don't see the shootouts. I don't see it. I see a, I, I see a bunch of offensive linemen. I see a bunch of defensive linemen that can move the needle, and, that's t- and no quarterbacks that are worth a damn. That's terrifying. Before we wrap up, I, I, I want to talk about two. Well, do you more. agree with that? I I do to an extent. Yeah. I, I think I'll take some running backs in that division though, because I think they'll still run the ball. And so, and then you can get them super late in draft. So I, especially if you're building like zero, zero running back teams or you're going, uh, Ooh, which running back besides Rashad white inside that division. Yeah. Um, let me give me a second. We got NFC. Oh, he's on the spot. He's on I'm the doing. Spot. I'm, I'm pulling up the projections. Actually, that's what it is. He's on give the spot. The answer is whatever running back Carolina drafts. So you want in it? So Carolina. So I still like Miles Sanders that it cost. Okay. I like Jamal Williams at cost because people are forgetting that Alvin Kamara probably still has a suspension coming. People and are forgetting so- that. I mean, it, we how could it. they forget that? It hasn't been talked about a lot. I love Rashad White. We've already talked about Rashad White. Um, I guess that's it. Yeah. Oh, Chuba, Chuba Hubbard. I like Chuba as well. Okay. I like whoever the second running back is in Carolina. I believe they're going to draft somebody, and I think it's going to be a satellite back. So I, if Carolina drafts, say, Tajay Spears, something like you, you know, a, it gets a mid, interesting, though, because they, they, brought on Deuce, that. they brought in Deuce Staley, who just refuses to use one back. Because look, look what he did to Swift. He just, like, nuked him into the ground as a satellite back, right? And so I have – Deuce Staley scares me a little bit as a running back coach. And I think that we're going to have Sanders and Chuba mixed in there. If they draft another back, I think it's three-headed now. I don't think that Chuba goes away altogether. And I don't think the money they gave Sanders, I don't think he goes away either. So I I, I love Chuba. We'll see. Yeah. I'm a Chuba fan. I, I think he, he has a 2,000-yard season. 
with Mike Gundy, by the way. Call back. Hey, oh, I'm 40. <laughs> Drew was running for 2,000 yards. All right. Last two things I want to talk about before we hang up. One is the all the coaching change. Last coaching one we'll talk about, and then we'll talk about Jameson Williams real quick. Last Who? coach Jameson Williams. Oh, special. I heard there's news on him. That's right. But we'll, we'll get to him in a second. something going on with Jameson Williams. We're going to get to him in a second. I want to talk about Denver because I think Denver is a prime candidate for a bounce back year. They get Sean Payton as the new head coach. He's going to bring that grit, determination, and the iron hand kind of into this team they need. Did you just say all that with a straight face? I did, yes. You got Joe Lombardi, who's coming in as office coordinator. It doesn't really do much for me, but I think that Payton's creativeness will kind of counterbalance Lombardi and his inefficiencies. And actually, the sneaky one is I like Vance Joseph as the, the defensive coordinator they brought in from Arizona. And so these three had, these three coaches come in with a lot of experience. I am excited to see what Sean Payton does with Russell Wilson. And I think Russell Wilson is a prime candidate for a, back, a bounce back season. You know what is going to help Russell Wilson the most? Just winning coin flips and not, not, and not saying let's just ha- having the comfort of, of a full off season with, in, with the same team, knowing the players. He was very awkward last year on and off the field. He was incredibly unlucky. No one showed Just look at his accuracy party. rating versus his completion percentage, and that that's the dead giveaway that he should have been a lot better than he was. Sutton's going to be better. Judy's going to be better. I, I can't criticize Judy because he's in a situation where the whole offense is is poised to rebound. Samaj P. Ryan is a screaming value, like the screaming value. Because we know Javante Williams is not going to be ready until what week five, maybe if not later. I'm actually really high on Pierre. I had to like, like reduce it because I was too high on him. <laughs> I mean, we just have real talk, right? I don't think that Brees Hall is going to be ready for week one. I think he's going to be close. Yeah. I think that There's no reason. To rush I think him, that right? if, if his family was held hostage, he could play. I yes, but I don't season. think that it's it's going to be prudent to play him when you have Michael Carter. I don't think it's going to make any sense. So got Bam Knight too. They and they have Zonovan Knight. And they re-signed Ty Johnson. There's no reason. There's zero. Why would they re-sign Ty? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. He'll be back week two or three. They also brought Javante Williams. I just feel like it's it's a it's a it's a uh, uh, like Sleeping Beauty problem that so many of these 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 fantasy gamers have they just don't rem- they wake up and it's like they don't remember they w- it's like do you not remember all these guys you have players that were hurt in preseason like JK Dobbins not make it back for week 1 you have guys injured in week 1 the previous season, like Saquon Barkley, and not make it back for the next week one. Well, and it was what ACL and MCL. It wasn't a clean tear. It was it was a bad. It was a it's, bad. It, but it, a lot of it is just the confidence. A lot of it is just working your way back and building the strength and confidence in that in that area. That's all it is, and it's so Pollyanna just to believe the reports that are coming out. Oh, he looks good. He's going to be back. When I when actually the real news. The real news was, oh, he's actually not going to participate in camp. Oh, well, that's what well, we hadn't heard that yet. So they, they love to do that. They front load the good news and then they yeah. they sneak in the back door. Oh, yeah. But so 
we're real. We love what we're seeing. He looks part. He looks great. We're excited for week one with him. You know, we're, we're going to hold him out of camp to make sure that he's ready. Wait, wait, what? I didn't. He's not. Okay. So that's new. So do you see how they do that? They do that. That's, I mean, the bait and switch. It's like, oh, that sounds great. That sounds great. Wait, I just got negative news. What the fuck just happened to me? It's like, it's a total uh, uh, trick. It's a hypnosis. It's coach hypnosis. That's what these people fall for. The coach hypnosis. So with Javante Williams, you're not allowed to be surprised when he's already by like week eight. And then that's Samaj P. Ryan for a full half season. This screams, Billy, screams Mike Davis from a couple years ago. <laughs> Mike <laughs> Davis got you into the playoffs. So gross, but it was so true. It's <laughs> so true. <laughs> Jameson Williams, what you 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 just said what what the hell, right? I got off the golf course, saw my 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 news. Mm. And I looked at it and said, what the hell happened, right? I immediately thought it was like PEDs at first, right? Because I only saw the news report. And then I start reading. What a technicality, right? So he bet from the facility, gets his he gets his suspension, right? He's going to miss 35% of the season. But he wasn't I, betting on football. No, but he was from the facility. Like, that's how ridiculous this is, right? This is the fine line now between the NFL like promoting sports betting but not allowing their players now to bet. What is the mindset, though? You're already making millions of dollars. The mindset when you go to download. See, the thing is, with these gambling apps, you have to download the app. Then you have to like put in and scan your driver's license. Okay, (laughs) Then you have to geolocate. You have to turn on the geolocation and approve that. So there's all these steps to go through, and you finally get approved. At any point in time, you can think to yourself, hmm, Hmm. Right here. hmm. Remember Shoeless Joe Jackson? I mean, I know this isn't a Shoeless Joe situation. He threw the World Series, okay? But you have people banned for life, whether it be Pete Rose, Shoeless Joe, sporting stars from the past. Look at Ridley last year. Banned for life, and you have a wide receiver in the NFL right now not playing Calvin Ridley yeah. for whatever reason, betting on the NFL or not. You download it and you're like, I just got, I can do this. I just got to make sure I don't do it in the facility and I don't bet on the NFL. Why even tempt yourself? Why even do that? What does this do to Detroit Lions offense now? I had Jamison Williams projected for 19% target share prior to this. They don't have a tight end, right? Take a look at this team. The receiving core now is Amon Ross St. Brown. You know, I'm a Marvin Jones truther. So I was kind of smirking when I saw the news because I was like, ooh, Marvin Jones is relevant again. But you have Jamison Williams, Marvin Jones, Josh Reynolds, Khalif Raymond. They probably addressed the position now in the draft. They're probably going to have to or a free agent pickup. They have two the picks. They do have two picks. They have but- one pick in the, in that, in the uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba zone. Can you imagine if they had two of the best slot flankers in the NFL? And Amon Ra and JSN. I mean, they would be it would be two hyphens. So they would have two hyphenated wide receivers. I mean, that would be the two of the longest names at wide receiver. I mean, if you (laughs) strung together all the characters of all their names, it would be enough for like five receivers. I would love that. I just would love that. I would love to see what an offense looks like 
with just just awesome slot flankers. That would be cool. Like now they lost their field stretchers. That no more Chark, he's gone. No more Jamison Williams. They could they could go heavy at wide receiver in the draft. They could go after Hyatt, right? They, oh. they need a field stretcher now. Let's see where they're drafting. They're drafting at 49. They're drafting at 56. They have the Vikings 56th pick. So my guess is looking at the draft, they're they're drafting twice at the end of the second round. Day two receiver. Day two. This is this is the this is when you draft your receivers. Pick 49 and pick 56. They should double tap receiver there. They should absolutely double tap. What does that do to Jameson Williams dynasty value if they double tap receiver? He has to hurt it. There's no way it helps it. Oh, this is terrible. Horrible. This is terrible for Jameis. This is going to crater his dynasty value. We haven't figured it out yet what his dynasty value is going to be. I'm still waiting on feedback from the machine. I can tell and, you what. Uh, Theo is- Greminger. So we got we got to get this figured out ASAP, and we will, and the dynasty rankings will update. But this is a bad sign. This is a signal that his head is not in the game. And with wide receivers, so often it doesn't matter where you get drafted. It doesn't matter how athletic you are. It's the Amon, it's literally the Amon Ross St. Brown corollary that if even if you don't run a fast 40, even if you're not drafted on day one or two, if you're an animal and you want it, you can have it at wide receiver. It's there for you. If you want to, if you want to grind it out and, and you want to be that guy. This is a an indicator that he's not that guy, that he's not that dude, that he's getting distracted, that it's just that his his is if his head is in a place where he could download that app and go through all those steps, then he's just not prioritizing the game. Yeah, the mental part is is the concerning piece. It's very concerning. He has the ability from a projection standpoint for 2023. I was updating it before I got on. Um, I'll post it tonight and we'll get it for, for all these updates to the site tomorrow for this week's news. But we have, he went from wide receiver 34 inside my preseason rankings to 78 now because he's suspended six games. He went from 100, 109 targets to 58 targets. You want to know where Amon Ross St. Brown jumped up to? Number one, <laughs> Justin, him and Justin, like wide receiver three. I don't know. I mean, this guy was number six. So I know. I'm, just saying, I'm joking, but yes, <laughs> it's not even that crazy. I mean, you, you'd have Jefferson, Chase, Cup, Adams, Diggs, and then I'm on Ross St. Brown, right? I was already so high on St. Brown. Like, I, he was pushing 30%. On so you moved him ahead of AJ Brown. He's ahead of AJ Brown. You had to do of, it. He's ahead of Diggs. You had to Adams do it, now. Billy. I mean, from a target standpoint now, until we know otherwise, I am projecting him now for a total target share of 29%. You would rather have Brandon Ayuk in Dynasty than Jamison Williams. Yes. So, yeah, probably. You would rather have Rashad Bateman. You'd no. rather have I Calvin Ridley. Calvin, is, is, he, is he down in the Calvin Ridley zone now? Yeah, I'd say he's probably below Ridley now. But I would say, to me, Bateman's a bust until I see otherwise now. Oh, well, slow down. Bust, we'll bust. see. Give him a chance. Give him a chance to get healthy, and we'll see what happens. Once he's healthy, he can get off the bus at Bustville. That's right. Now, uh, Marquise Brown, that's the zone he's in. Yeah, He's in the right, Marquise right. Brown, Rondale Moore zone. 
where it's like I could I could have him or I could have like a Quinton Johnston or a Marvin Mims. He's now in this super speculative. We have no idea what he is. Is he going to be resurrected like Elijah Moore? Can he can he can he bring it back? That's the zone he's going to end up in. I mean, I haven't I haven't heard yet where the the machine and and the man and and the the modeling wants to put him. But if I'm in a dynasty league, that's the area like I would rather have Amari Cooper when you talk about Jameson Williams in dynasty, regardless of my team build, because Amari Cooper is about to turn 29 in the next two to three years. Amari Cooper is going to dominate Jameson Williams production. And now the lions are, Oh, they could have had what could have been with the lions. I remember that pick was a head scratcher. I was like, you know what? I get that you're you're tilting because you didn't get Olave and you didn't get Garrett Wilson. And I really wanted that pick to be Traylon Burks. And it's not like Traylon Burks is broken out all over the place. But given that they already had Amon Ross St. Brown in the building, there we're gonna be looking back on that and thinking, man, what if Jamison Williams was Traylon Burks? Because Traylon Burks was more the chalk pick there. Yeah, but they needed the field stretcher because they knew they had DJ Chark on a one-year deal. They didn't really have a field stretcher outside of that. They knew that Jameson was going to be injured and coming off injury. They weren't going to have him in a rookie campaign. They were expecting him to be that field stretcher this year. So it was more of a 2023 play than it was 2022 play when they drafted him. And so I thought the pick was was I liked it. I thought it made sense for the team and for the vision. The suspension just fucks it all up. I just prefer Burks as a prospect. I I'd get that. I I think it's. I think and I also love the fit with Burks across from Amon Ross St. Brown. I think that just been that would have been very cool to see. Uh, but also, you know, if Jamison Williams is healthy and he 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 does have that dog mentality and and he doesn't uh, go to DraftKings like an idiot, right? I mean, then it's. Like, then he's then he's fine, right? It's cool. Uh, maybe, maybe he's good. I don't know. I'm just, oh, it's. I love the Lions. They're our Lions, right? And I would have gone Burks, regardless. Hindsight is whatever. I was there. You can go back to the, the go back to the tape. I I wanted them to go Burks. You can go back to the NFL draft coverage from last year and check it out. Um. It's it's gonna be. I don't think they're gonna. Ah, it's it makes too much sense to go receiver. The the value at receiver is gonna be so good. I think they're gonna go receiver in the second round. And and there's so many other things they could be doing with that pick in the they, middle of the first round because otherwise, because I think uh, Jackson's been the Jigba likely gone there. Then they would it would be Jordan Addison, another USC receiver, and he plays the same position. Do they go after DeAndre Hopkins now? Maybe they go after DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe that's it. The guy, by the way, I want. I don't want Jordan Addison going to the Lions because I'm so dead set on Jordan Addison going to the Chargers. That's something that I want to happen. Okay, so I, I don't even want to entertain this idea that Jordan Addison goes anywhere else because whoever the Chargers draft is going to be one of the best rookies 
even if, even if he doesn't go until like people say, oh, well, the guy's got to go early enough to be relevant in year one. You don't want him to be Deami Brown. Well, OK, well, before Deami Brown in Washington, there was Terry McLaurin. It was also a third round pick. Even if it's a third rounder, even if it's not Jordan Addison that goes, I mean, if Jordan Addison would it'd be bananas with the Chargers. But I also want to say Keenan Allen is not done yet. Keenan Allen, his game is not speed. You could say he's dusty. He you know, runs a four of seven. He's 31. But when you actually go to the advanced metrics on player profiler, formation adjusted yards per route run, he's number 11 in the league. You know, the, without formation adjusting, he was number 13. Okay. So you just look at the target separation. He was separating at a high level. He's number eight in overall target separation. So, and you know, just how, how about how about fantasy points per route run? Okay, 0.51, number eleven in the league. So there's no indicator that he's lost it. As long as he can maintain that four seven four seven five for another year or two, he's going to be Keenan Allen. He's going to keep dominating guys the way he dominates them. Who would you rather have in drafts right now, Mike Williams or Keenan Allen? This was the debate that Dario and I had. Keenan Allen. Yeah, me too. That's the direction I went. He went. Just, did he go? Did he go, Mike? Mike Williams? He did go, Mike Williams. Oh, I'm with the man on this one. <laughs> I've always loved Keenan Allen. I love Keenan Allen, and I think that for me, it was just we have break. these efficiency metrics for a reason, yeah. so that you'll know when guys are actually not dust, and yeah. Keenan Allen's not dust. Well, when you have an offense that has some of the the, the most pass attempts in the league, and you have a receiver right. that's getting 27.8 target rate, like I want a piece of that. Right. It's just that we know that the Josh Palmer projection for this year is incredibly fragile. If they draft someone better, he is an average talent. They just draft a Jordan Addison. Josh Palmer's over. It's over. Like they've, they, it's also an acknowledgement that they don't think that Josh Palmer is the answer if they go Jordan Addison. However, if they wait until the third round, that's more confidence in Palmer, but I still whoever that's going to be in the third round, let's say they draft Michael Wilson. Palmer. Oh, I would support. love that. He's a good supporting cast guy, right? He's not ever going to be the guy, but he opinion. would have to be very wary of Michael Wilson. Like Michael Wilson is a senior. Michael Wilson's ready. He, he is a plug and play incredibly quick feet. He has some assets and some skills that I don't think Josh Palmer possesses. So I, I think it would only be a matter of time before Michael Wilson overtook Josh Palmer. And if you can, there's also massive injury risk for Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I think they combined to have one of the highest injury probabilities among any two receivers, any wide receiver duo in the yeah. league. So, you know, they're going to miss some games anyway, yeah, whoever the chargers draft, whether it's Michael Wilson in round three, or it's Jordan Addison in round one, that's a guy I want. That's a guy I'm going to be, Absolutely, I'm going to be pushing the button on in best ball seasonal leagues more so than even dynasty because all the dynasty heads are going to love it. He's going to, it's going to, he's going to, I mean, that if it is Jordan Addison, he's going to jump straight up and to be, uh, it's going to be a debate between Jordan Addison and, and Jackson Smith and Jigba suddenly. It will be. I, yeah, if he goes to the Chargers, yeah, given that Allen's 31 and, and Mike Williams is, is, is in his late 20s. I can tell you right now, that's what's going to happen. Suddenly, it's going to be a debate. It's going to be an Addison, a JSN debate at that point. And it makes sense to me. Uh, so 
that, that so I'm not going to be able to be getting out over my skis on Addison in that case in Dynasty. We would just draft him at if JSN's not available, I'll go Addison. That's fine, but it's more best ball, more seasonal. Yeah, be smashing that, be smashing that. Michael Wilson in the third round, smashing that. Absolutely. I don't even remember what team we were talking about originally. Think How do we even get to this? We were How do we get talking about the Chargers again? We were in Denver. We were at least oh the Denver. <laughs> oh my, we were talking about Denver. Yes. Oh, then we know. Then we were talking about the Lions. We went Denver. Oh, yes, right. It was Denver, then the Lions, and then we started talking. Then about the Lions. Let's just yeah. talk about the Lions briefly. Who should they draft in round two? They are going to draft a receiver in round two. I can I can almost bet on it. Marvin Mims. Yeah, Mims was the name I was thinking. I See, Marvin Mims in the middle of the second, end of the second. That would be delightful. That Okay, tune into the draft. Tune in. We're going to be in Kansas City. Watch the second round. We'll be live on YouTube. Watch what ha- see what happens when the Lions draft Marvin Mims. See my face. See how I react. Just for that reason. Just be there. Be there. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Uh, Salvador uh, Tozo <laughs> believes that I dye my hair. So if I get close enough, you guys can see my grays. They're in there. You see let's, it right there? Let's let's let's, let's get zoom closer. In here. Look at that. There's some grays in there. You see the grays? Yeah, I do. You, see I don't think you can do that if you dye your hair. I know there's like a a, a touch of gray. What do they what do they call that? We, we, uh, salt and pepper. I don't know. I think I think there are. My uh, wife gets balayage. You get balayage with gray, I guess. I'm just a hairy motherfucker. Look at this. I mean, you look good too, man. I mean, we we look great. <laughs> we. we... <laughs> Everyone's like, aren't these aren't these guys supposed to be talking football? <laughs> it is Friday, so <laughs> back off. Yeah. Like, Friday, if you're gonna log it in, we've been busy dyeing our hair and playing with lighting. Come on, yeah, six o'clock on a Friday, and you think we're gonna be this is gonna be the most serious, you know, most uh, analysis heavy podcast you've heard all all week? I don't think so. I don't think so, bud. Be sure to subscribe and activate those alerts so you get notified as soon as new videos drop. And be sure to check out playerprofiler.com. We have all the tools for you to dominate every type of fantasy league. We have a draft kit, Dynasty Deluxe, Data Analysis, DFS Dominator, and don't forget the player rankings to rule them all.